Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly, and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them, until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. I spoke on Christmas Eve about all the things that I love about Christmas. I can't remember if I mentioned it or not, but one of the things that I particularly liked was helping mom out around the house. If we had people over for meal, a meal, I like to help do that. And I also like to help with the decorating. Every year, of course, putting the tree up and hanging all the lights. I didn't really do the lights, but I hung on the little ornaments that we put on and the bulbs and the like. And I always liked to put out the nativity scene. We had a really nice one that was made out of kind of a rubber plastic, so it was impossible for me to break. And I would argue with my brother over who got to do it every year, and I think I usually won. But he got to do other things, so he wasn't neglected, don't worry. But our nativity scene, like so many others, had all of the typical characters that you see. Of course, Jesus and the stable and the manger. You have Mary and Joseph, easy enough to spot. There were shepherds there, and... Like I talked about before, our nativities all include magi, don't they? They all include the wise men, usually they do. You see, yes, it happened later on, right? What we talked about tonight, the epiphany, probably happened several months, if not maybe even more than a year after Jesus was there in Bethlehem in the stable, and they probably weren't there that night. In fact, it's certain that they weren't. If you look at the two things together, but don't take your magi out of nativity. That's okay. Have them there. We still have ours there as well. The reason being, not just because it's the good memories of having them there with their gifts along with the shepherds, but because they're part of the wider story, the broader story of our Lord's incarnation and coming into this, wor this world. They are easy to spot as the shepherds have their staffs and lambs. The magi have their gifts. And it is a beautiful scene of Jesus Christ being worshipped by his parents, worshipped by the shepherds, and worshipped by these strangers that came from a far-off country, coming with their gifts, gifts that were befitting of a king. Now, you probably also know that we don't know too much about the Magi. We have songs about them, and we sometimes infer things that aren't explicit, like that there were three of them because there were three gifts. We say there were three, it doesn't give the number, 
and that they rode camels. It doesn't say how they got there, and, and that they were kings. It doesn't say they were kings. It says they were wise men, magi. We don't know much about them for where they came from, what their jobs were, how many there were, or the like. But we know, of course, the important thing, that the Magi believed in the scriptures. They believed in the God of the Bible, and they came to worship the king that Bible had promised, who was now born. They didn't just come to worship him, though. It wasn't as simple as going across town to see somebody that you know that's an convenient trip to squeeze in between other tasks that you have in a day. These men, however many they were and whatever they did, put themselves out. They took time and effort. They made sure that they put, I'm certain, you can infer that much at least, money into their trip. Not just with the gifts, but any sort of trip like that is going to take a little bit to pay for the rest of the servants and the provisions and all of that thing. And also, I would say, I bet there was a little bit of a social cost, too. Friends and acquaintances back where they were from, where are you going? Well, we are going to worship a new baby in a far-off country who is the king of Israel, we are told. How are you going to get there? Well, we're going to follow a star, you see. Okay, people might have had some raised eyebrows at that. But for them, it didn't matter. What they knew of God's word and the coming Messiah the king of Israel, they believed. And so they put their money where their mouth was and made the trip and brought with them their gifts. How could they not? The Christ was coming into the world. And what else was there to do for these men that were on the lookout for it but drop whatever else they were doing, not care what else anybody thought, and go and pay him tribute and worship him? Of course we are. 2,000 years removed from these men and their trip. We are far away from them in many respects, but our opportunity tonight and every day of our Christian lives is no different than theirs. You see, Christ has, of course, grown up. He has died and risen since these magi visited him and ascended into heaven. But the Jesus who did these things, the Jesus whom they worshipped, said before he left this world, I am with you always. And he didn't just mean that figuratively. He is ever here in his church, in his believers, the body of Christ. He is ever here in his word and his sacraments, which he has given to his church. He is ever here receiving visitors and guests to come and worship him. So what do we do? What do we do as we would have the faith that the Magi have? Well, nothing less than come with our own gifts. Not gold, frankincense, and myrrh as such. And, okay, you could talk about now time, talent, and treasures, but we'll save that for a mission Sunday, sometime in the future. No. The greatest gift that we bring is our poor, miserable heart and all of our sins to come to our Savior and have him take them from us and to forgive us. Jesus Christ came into this world, was born into that stable in Bethlehem and spent however many months that he did there and then grew up later on in Nazareth with the sole purpose of redeeming this lost and fallen creation. And that redemption he brought to us, he gave to us. Whatever gifts he received from the Magi and anyone else in his young life, paled in comparison with the gift that he came in this world to bring and to give. 
He has given us through his own precious blood eternal life and salvation. So let us give him tonight and every day what is ours, our wretched sins, and let us let him give us what is his, his holiness, righteousness, love and forgiveness now and forever. To our Lord be all glory forever and ever. Amen.